5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Yeah. I was nine years old when daddy first touched me At 15 I ran away and never stopped running I met a man who took me in cause I was pretty though It said that you can make some money in my video I get high and drunk just to make it through a show And act like I'm enjoying it but really this is all a show I feel degraded, purity Hello, everybody, and welcome to God Stories Radio. This is Session 55. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. Holy smokes. I, You know, I say holy smokes a lot. I just realized that. It's kind of one of my catchphrases, I guess. So, but but um, that's really all I can say right now is holy smokes, because this stuff is just happening around here at gsr and and we're pretty fired up about it i mean well how can you not be fired up after just coming off a live radio live three hours pastor johnny and Vic at wtln yeah vision radio program on youtube intersection of faith and reason unbelievable and that was that was my first experience on live radio you guys have done it before well you were amazing though we couldn't really tell yeah the guy with the radio voice has never been on radio before. <laughs> well, it, he is an internet pastor, <laughs> and there was online a, evangelist. Thank online you very evangelist. much. Come on, I'm now. sorry. Come on. <laughs> but there was a couple times, a few times actually, that uh, there was an opening, and I wanted to say something, but I, you know, it's not my show, so I just let it go. And I was told later on that uh, let it rip. So jump right in, brother. I know it, and you did. We're very proud of you, Mikey. <laughs> you guys did great. Um, we all did, and it was an experience that was beyond. I mean, well, the spirit was so thick. Oh, it was in that room. Like I mean, Pastor we didn't Vick know those said, guys five minutes, and we're praying together, and and just oh man, the, the cohesive bond. I think what did he say was a a faith intensity, mm-hmm. intensive faith, or something like that. Pastor Vic said, and we were just. Uh, getting wild for jesus up in that place and people were calling in and we were there there was an aura in the room absolutely it was amazing so speaking of getting wild trish uh you got some shout outs this week i do i i wanted to give a shout out to uh one of our past guests who actually gave me tickets to night of joy really we had a great time my daughter and i who wouldn't have a great time at a go friday or saturday we went saturday and you know it was so funny because i'm walking around disney and i'm thinking this is a little bit what heaven might be like because we're all listening to christian music right we're all christians everybody's friendly everybody you know it was just like isn't that going to be amazing it is when we get there except heaven is not going to be a small world after all 
No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> I amaze myself sometimes. It was, it was so cool, though, to see that many Christians all in one place at the same time like that. You know, it just was... It was moving, for sure. It was. Oh, I bet. I wanted to give some shout-outs. We've got some listeners in the UK. Yeah, UK. Yes, and China and Nepal, India. Wow. Thanks for listening. We have some new likes on our Facebook page at God Stories Radio. Jaquan Marshall, Abby Hetty, and our own J.D. Marshall, who's going to be a guest up in here in a couple weeks. Fantastic. Welcome, guys. UK is okay. You UK got that right. is okay. That's right. And then if you want to get in touch with us, if you have a testimony that you want to share, we do have a killer producer by the name of Fritz who can do oh, it uh, over the phone. So no matter where you are in the world, in the country, get in touch with us. We'd love to set up you giving your testimony. Give us a uh, an email at godstoriesradio at gmail.com. Yes. But if you are in driving range, we would love to have you. Yeah, we like to see you. Right. Yeah, we always prefer live and in the flesh. Live in the living room. Right here, God <laughs> Stories Radio. So we want to thank the – we've had some people pushing the button, too. Yes. And uh, we want to thank uh, Two Loaves and One Fish. Uh, Sarah and Owen have pushed the button yet for a second time. Thank uh-huh. you. They have. Thank you thank very much. Thank you for underwriting our program. Amen. Thank you so much, and we're praying and believing for a home for God Stories Radio, a studio. Uh, That's what we're hoping for. That's our my, top priority. Uh, cats will not be uh, disrupting our disrupting guests and our show. And, uh, <laughs> we just recently had a guest that was allergic to cats or, or afraid of cats. Afraid actually. of cats. Mm-hmm. That was new. So I had to lock them up in the bedroom, and they were whining, of course. So. The entire time, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'd, it's hard to, when you book guests. They were not so cute, I'd boot them. <laughs> it's hard when you book guests to say, uh, and by the way, there are two uh, studio cats because the studio is in a private residence. Uh, are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, we need to start disclosing that right, right up front. And, a and, don't more better. F- and don't forget, Pastor Vic and producer Jim also said that they would give their testimony. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. I think producer Jim, too, uh, just recently gave his testimony or he was a guest on their own show, I think, right. on WTLN. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Live with Pastor Johnny. Here we love that guy's voice, man. I just love that guy's voice. And listen in because we're going to be on WTLN this next month. Again, live September 27th. uh, 27th. Yes. Yes. And you'll be able to stream it on YouTube and we'll put as much information as we can. And you guys call in. It's just a ton of fun. Yeah, my own daughter called in. (laughs) That's right, she did. Man, I'm looking forward to this session. I know we've got a really special guest tonight, Mike. Yes, we do. Pastor Johnny Diaz. The Pastor Johnny Diaz? The Pastor. The one that hangs out with Pastor Vic? Yes, sir. And Doc? And Doc. Absolutely. Holy smokes. What a a triple duo that is. Triple duo? (laughs) Triple duo, however you want to say it. Whoa. Really? Okay. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Uh, The way, just like some of our testimonies have been introduced to us, Pastor Mark Flood from the church sent you an email about WDTLN, and then you sent it to me. Right, I, I saw the word uh, investment down towards the end, and you know we don't have uh, anything even between the three of us to even think about it, but we went with it anyway to see. Yeah, we couldn't afford a toaster. No. <laughs> At the end of that meeting with John Stoltz, said just suggested why don't you call Pastor Johnny Diaz, 
and he told us that he had a time frame at uh, 11 o'clock in the, at night to 1 o'clock in the morning. Morning, now it's 10 o'clock. Now it's 10 o'clock, yeah. yeah. We uh, contacted him. I called him. We were on the phone that first time for about 45 minutes, and we were talking like we were best friends. I mean, it was just amazing. And then we finally met for a breakfast uh, meeting, and it, that lasted like three hours and 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> we were invited on the show, Vision. He offered to give his testimony after I asked him, and so here we are. Fantastic. So, Pastor Johnny Diaz. Welcome to the show, Pastor Johnny. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm so excited to be here on God Stories Radio. This is awesome. You guys are great. We're fired up. We are. We really are. And we just finished a tremendous program, uh, Division Life, and uh, had all three of you on there. And you know what? Uh, You guys made it really easy for me. Really was great. (laughs) Oh, that's great. And, uh, and I believe there was such an anointing here tonight, like, like we haven't experienced. I mean, and let me, let me tell you, every program gets better and better. We've been blessed of God, uh, just to be here, just to have this opportunity. And, and I'm, I'm excited to be working with you guys too. You know, uh, I believe God's doing something big and Uh, only gets better and better. I'm excited to see where God God really the takes doors this. that go on from here. Yeah, it wasn't us that made it easy for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, praise God. As Pastor Vic <laughs> says, there is a faith intensity. I'm right. like, I'm, there, I'm going to steal that shamelessly. Right, and he said there was the Holy Spirit was here, and he was. Amen. Amen. Yes, he was. Well, um, well, I don't really like talking a lot about myself, but I, I you know, I, I, you know, I'm a preacher, so I guess I always have something to say. And uh, but I am thankful to God. You know, <laughs> in I, closing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was good. I, 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 well, let's see. I came to know the Lord when I was uh, 14 years old. I'll start back then. I actually was raised as a Catholic myself. Uh, you know, it was an altar boy. I did uh, my first communion, confirmation, the whole bit. Really, you know, I always had some type of fear of God. And that was placed there by my parents. You know, uh, both my parents were servants of God, and they served in the Catholic Church. And, you know, we went through the regular traditions and rituals and stuff that, that were, you know, that we learned in a Catholic Church, which is awesome, you know. And so we, you know, I, I have uh, two brothers, two sisters. There was five of us. We grew up with the fear of the Lord. So, uh, and I'm thankful to God that my parents instilled that into us. But, um, Wow. About the time I was 13 going on 14, uh, we had uh, we lived in New Jersey. I was born and raised there pretty much until I was almost 14. But we came uh, for uh, a holiday around Christmas time of 75. And um, we came to visit my uh, grandparents and my aunt and uncles that were living in Orlando. And it just so happened that my aunt, uh, God bless her, she is a tremendous woman of God, uh, Carmen Cologne, uh, my dad's sister. I came to stay with her, and she had come to know Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus, uh, through Oral Roberts' ministry, as a matter of fact. I uh, started reading one of his books and then following his program. And, and I remember when she had come, actually she had come to visit a few months before we had gone to Florida. You know, we're living in New Jersey. She was living already in Florida with my grandparents and and her family. Had come up uh, probably around October or so of that year. And uh, she came specifically to witness to my parents, to let them know that there was more than just religion, that we could have a relationship with the real God. And of course, the family thought she was crazy. Oh my God! You know, you know, the way it worked was once you were, you know, if you were part of the Catholic Church or whatever denomination, you did not 
jump denominations. That was, that was all hoodoo voodoo. Exactly. Almost like a ticket to hell, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so we thought, you know. But uh, she came to share, and uh, I remember she came, stayed with us for a few days, and told us about all these miracles. Because she had learned from Oral Roberts about the seed faith giving. And as she began to try it, and you know what? It started to work. Miracles started to happen. So I remember her telling my my parents this and different things and how God was this money and things were coming and working out her way. It was like, and I, you know, she came, stayed with us a few days. We enjoyed it. She left. And my dad was like, wow, she's lost it, <laughs> you know. And that's basically how the whole family thought of her. But you know what's amazing about this woman? She didn't give up. She was the tool, and let me tell you, the Diaz family, we're a huge family, not only here, but in New Jersey and in Puerto Rico, big family. And we're talking about the mid to late 70s, and she was so relentless. When she came to know Jesus, she just continued to witness to every family member. Now, they're living in Orlando, right? So that's Disney. That's a, and once everybody found out, and I guess they had all moved there within a year, but once all the family from New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico found out they're in, you know, they're in Orlando, Orlando. Disney. Let's go because we've got a place to stay now. Right. You know, my grandfather. <laughs> We're familiar right. with how that right? works. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, somebody lives in Orlando. They're from up north. Hey, we're going to stay with them, you know. And, that, and can you get me Disney tickets? And that's basically <laughs> what happened. So, um Everybody that would come from somewhere else landed at my grandfather's house or my aunt, and she was witnessing to everybody. And your dad was a priest almost? Well, he had actually, growing up before he met my mom, because he fell in love with mom, and you know how that goes in the time, you know, priests aren't allowed to get married. So he was like, okay, do I become a priest or do I marry this beautiful woman? I'm going to marry the beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. So, but he was. But he was entrenched in the church. Yes, he was. And he actually mm-hmm. was involved, and he had spent, I believe, almost two years at seminary. And um, so that was his roots. So, as you can tell, you know, somehow the ministry was, you know, God was doing something in us. And, it, and, and my dad has something to do with it also. But anyway, so um, my aunt was witnessing to all these family that are, that are coming down, and, and then... Uh, my parents had decided that they were going to move down to Florida. We took this vacation around December of 75. Well, anyway, since my parents had the house up for sale, I had begged my parents, please, I want to stay with my aunt. You know, I don't want to go back, you know, after the holiday. And they all thought I was nuts. But you know what? For some reason, and my parents were just very, we, my mom would not let us out of her sight for nothing. She grew, you know, there was five of us and she was very protective of her children. It was very odd that my mom would allow us to even stay with a family member, let alone be almost a thousand miles or more away. You know, let me. At the cuckoo aunt's house. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? That's what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And after, shortly after that, uh, I I started staying with her and she, she began talking to me about Jesus. And I said, well, I know this Jesus. You know, I've learned about him at, you know, catechism and stuff. She goes, but there's more. There's more. And, and she began to talk. And I remember at that young age, I was 13 going on 14. I remember weeping. I remember laying in my bed at night crying and saying, because I couldn't understand this feeling that I was going through. It's like, why is this making me so emotional? What, what's wrong with me, I was saying. But, you know, I was sensing the touch of God ever since then. Well, shortly after that, I, I started to attend an Assembly of God church. It was amazing. That's where she was going to church now. And again, you know, they were thinking, this lady's nuts. She's crossed religions, and now she's, she's in this religion where they're all crazy, you know. And they're, 
but but it's just you know they were ignorant that's all they were just ignorant well i started to go and i remember i'll never forget it was in the summer of 76 in july i want to say close to around the, the uh well, I'd say probably close to 4th of July. It was right there at the beginning, actually, of, uh, of July. Right before the 4th of July, um, I'm hearing this preaching, and I start to get that sensation again. And I begin to tears. And I'm 14 now, and I was like, wait a minute. You know, I, I tried to be Mr. Cool, and it's like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, all my cousins were there and friends at the church, and, and I don't know most of these people. I was like, uh, you know what is this? What is this? And what is this about being converted, you know, and about accepting Jesus? I, I, I don't know. But you know what? That overwhelming sensation, tears in my eyes, and, and that choking feeling is like, oh, I just want to. And I'll tell you what, uh, one Sunday, pastor calls, uh, does anybody want to accept Jesus after the message? And all I knew is that, you know, this like almost like a force. I stood up and ran to the front, got on my knees, and I started weeping. I was 14 years old. Wow. And I experienced that feeling. And at that point, I didn't care who was looking at me. I didn't care about anything. All I knew is that I wanted this Jesus. And, and that's where it started. That's where it started. And, uh, and after that, I just, I, I, I glued to my pastor. He became my mentor. And I love him. God bless him. He was a guest on our show a few weeks back. Pastor Eddie Martinez, you're the best. Love that man. But, but what's so amazing is between him and my aunt, they led well over 100 Diaz family members to wow. the Lord. Wow. Praise God. That's fantastic. Yep, including my dad, who is an incredible man of God. And uh, he's a pastor. He's a, an apostle. He's, uh, he's gone through Central and South America, giving his testimony, uh, starting churches, and, and and to think of all the thousands and thousands of people who have come to know the Lord just through my dad, let alone all those other 100 members of, of the Diaz family. family that just kept growing and growing and sharing, you know, the love of Jesus, you know. So that's where that's where it started for me, you know. And, and the funny thing is, is that I actually came to know Jesus before my parents because they had not yet moved back. And when they did move here to Orlando, oh. they were like, like, oh my God, we got to rescue our son. He's cuckoo. He's you know, cuckoo he's, now. He's it's contagious. Down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, at the time we were having these home group meetings with Pastor Eddie. And, and you talk about all these people converting to Jesus. All, I mean, they were just coming like in droves. And every time, and everybody was hearing about this conversion, New Jersey, New York, Puerto Rico. And they was like, what's going on here? Okay, we still want to go to Disney. So they were still coming. <laughs> but they were like going to straighten us out. You know, and it's funny. You would not believe sometimes 30 people in my grandfather's house and there were arguments. How can you people leave the Catholic religion? This is not right. You know, and they were drilling us, you know, along with, you know, hey, do you have Disney tickets? And while we're there. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, the awesome thing is I saw one by one when they came and reluctantly oh like some of them we'd have these prayer meetings and we'd have everybody sitting on these couches and and they'd make desserts and everything and and the ones who had just gotten there were like they would always stay by the door and no, no, don't let they didn't want to be close they always want <laughs> but little by little i saw tears moving through everybody's mm. eyes and before you know it those people were going back to puerto rico back to new jersey back to new york saved coming to know Jesus. And again, I don't want to say anything. It has nothing to do with the Catholic Church. God bless the Catholic Church. That's my roots. But it's just knowing that there was more than just church, knowing that there was a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, and that's how I got my start. And from then, you know, I just, uh, I, um, 
Wow, I just fervently sought after God. My dad was actually, after he got saved, uh, uh, started going to the local Assembly of God um, seminary. There was one here local. And uh, and it's funny, I was only 14, but I was the, the youngest member because my father was going there. He gave permission. They allowed me to attend, you know, also, and I loved it. I loved, uh, you know, the seminary, the Assembly of God Seminary. I had gone through the Berean studies also and uh, and was raised up as a, a youth leader uh, from that church. I actually joined a church in Winter Park called Calvary Assembly of God. Uh, back in the 80s, we had a thriving youth ministry called the Rock House. Well over a thousand young people would meet every Tuesday night. That's where I got a lot of my great teaching from, you know, along with Pastor Eddie, but that's when I and it's funny because here's here's the thing. I was 18 years old, started attending a Calvary Assembly. And when I saw how awesome it was, all these young people, I was like, wow, this is really great. Because our church was a real small church, you know, probably about 25 or 30. But here I get along where the youth ministry alone was over a thousand. But I learned through the fellowship group meetings that they had how to love people. And it's amazing because everybody was always saying, love you, love you, love you, hugging and loving. It's like, this was new to me. But here's the thing. I brought this to my home. Even though my parents were saved, they were saved for several years now, you know, probably five, five or six years. But we never were used to saying, I love you at home. Mm. And I was introduced to this, you know, there. Well, actually, four years later after I, I, I was saved at Calvary, I was introduced to this love thing. And I went home, started telling my mom and dad, I love you. And they would look at me like I was strange. Then I started telling my brothers and sisters, love you. And, and then it, it got contagious. And before yes. you know it. The whole it, it brought like a whole new dimension into our family. Mm-hmm. We really felt it was not even because, again, we, we, we were loving God. We were learning. We were in an assembly of God church, but we still were very religious people, you know, and, and respected God. But it was more of a religion. Now the relationship started coming. Mm-hmm. And that's where the transformation started in my life. And I'll tell you what, just a couple of years later from then, I was blessed. Um, I became a fellowship group leader. I was a, a, a youth leader in that ministry. I, I want to say a shout out also to uh, Pastor Glenn Berto, who's in Modesto, California. He's got a tremendous worldwide ministry. Him and his son, Micah, and all those people out there. God bless you. That was my youth pastor at the time over at Calvary Assembly. Uh, shout out also to uh, Pastor Alex Clattenburg, who was my senior pastor at the time at Calvary. All of those people. I learned so much from those great. Armando Alvarez, which was an incredible uh, man of God. Armando is a great supporter of us, and we are still friends 30-something years later, Armando and I. You know, but I learned so much from these people, and I grew so much. And then from there, God opened up a door uh, uh, in the early 80s, about 1983. I had actually been watching since uh, the late 70s a program called The Jim Baker Show, the BTL Club. We're familiar. And uh, Jim Baker, great man of God. But you know what? In 1983, uh, one of my friends auditioned for a PTL singer and got the job. And he says to me one day, he says, hey, I'm moving to Charlotte, you know, and I'm going to PTL. I said, wow, I'd love to go. And he goes, what's holding you back here? Why don't you come with me? Him... Uh, his name is Kevin Shorey, uh, Tim Neely, and myself. We all jumped in a car, and uh, right, and we headed out to uh, PTL, and uh, I, I went out there. And it's incredible because uh, I had no job, but I was young. You know, I'm living with these guys. We got there, and I ended up uh, I, I ended up working there at PTL, driving a tram, as a matter of fact, because it was kind of like a it was kind of like a a, a, rec, a recreational park. They had water slides and everything. The studio was just a huge, almost like a Christian Disney World. 
Mm-hmm. And Jim at the time mm-hmm. was probably the most powerful man of God mm-hmm. in that day. Matter of fact, he was so powerful that I remember in when, when we'd go into the studio or in some of his offices, uh, Jim had a lot of pictures of him and Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was president at the time. And Ronald uh, Reagan, God rest his soul, great man of God, great president, uh, he would call upon Jim to fly on Air Force One. That's what kind of power Jim had so that he can counsel Ronald Reagan while Ronald was in office. Right, Jim. Those eight years, Jim Baker. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I worked there. I was uh, very blessed to be there a couple of years. Uh, amazing. And um, learned a lot. Got a chance to uh, do a lot of work over there. At, uh, but, you know, abruptly, the Lord took me out of there. And, uh, you know, even though I experienced a lot of great things, uh, God had another plan. Brought me back here to Orlando, started working with my dad as a youth pastor. And I remember getting a little depressed. I was like, wow, I, I was doing so much stuff over at PTL, and now I'm back here in this little church. But uh, God had a plan for me to be here. And uh, from then on, I just, uh, you know, but, but you know, it's funny how we in our life, we kind of go about our way. You know, I was still in my early 20s and um, got out of youth ministry. I figured I had to find myself, uh, went through life, just uh, deciding I was going to do other things in life, put God kind of on the shelf. Even though I had give, been given a lot of word and, uh, you know, had been spoken that, that over me that I once was going to be in the media, I was going to have worldwide ministry, but I'm 21 years old at the time. It's like, what? I, I wasn't understanding any of that. I knew how great it was over there and to see all the greatness there, but I just couldn't fathom myself doing that. So I kind of, you know, even though I came back, was helping my dad, I walked away from ministry totally. And I went about just living my life, went to school, you know, uh, became a police officer, one of my dreams, um, and did actually a lot of different things. But uh, all along, the Lord never, and that's the, the great thing is God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. There was a plan for my life. Absolutely. You know, and uh, and though we run away from him, he's so gracious to always be there for us, you know. So, uh, well, years later, you know, through my ups and downs of life and um, was married, divorced and then remarried again. And, uh, uh, you know, God uh, was still he still had his hand on my life, but I just wasn't surrendering to the Lord. You know, I just kept walking my own way, got into the business world, uh, did a lot of different things. uh, was became very prosperous. I even, you know, attained millionaire status. And, um, but you know what I learned? I learned a lot of hard lessons, you know, and not that God caused them because he never does. You know, we're the ones who, who freely walk our own way, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, stepped in a lot of, uh, what I say, dog poop. Am I allowed mm-hmm. to say that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, but the Holy Spirit is always there to clean our shoes, wipe our mm-hmm. feet and give us a hug and say, come on, it's time to go forward. Well, um, you know, life went on. Things happened, and uh, I saw myself uh, years later, you know, uh, just uh, my whole world, my whole financial world just came crumbling down. You know, uh, I caused things to happen in my own life, and then before you knew it, not just my financial, but eventually my marriage crumbled, and, you know, this everything, the whole family, the whole thing. And I found myself from going uh, from one extreme of uh, of life to down to living with with family members also in a room mm-hmm. and uh we, all along we know that fritz we don't we right? all about that pastor yeah. johnny and uh, very destroyed you know but you know it's 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 amazing because uh at, at that low point in my life is when i heard god's voice clearly one day you know almost i i like to say it was almost like um 
sort of like a suspended animation or or some type of I remember one day just I I kind of heard God's voice deep inside say why don't you stay home today and talk to me and I was like okay now here I am making new plans you know because my wife and I were my ex-wife and I were separated and I was out of the house living with a cousin sharing you know just uh renting a room from him and he was always traveling, and I had basically the house to myself. Well, that day, I really sensed from the Lord, and I was making my own plans. I was contacting old friends of mine, business associates, and I, I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm, I'm going to get money back, and I'm going to do this because I'm going to win my family back. And, and everything was always about money and this and that and status. But I remember the Holy Spirit clearly saying to me, Johnny, why don't you come work for me? I'll make you a millionaire. Well, that's how he got my attention. <laughs> really? You know, just like that, you know, and it's amazing. But, but, you know, little did I know what he was going to make me a millionaire was in a different way. And not that God doesn't want us to be wealthy because now, boy, if I had some of the money I had then, I'd be buying airtime and taking this gospel all over. But listen, God always gives us second chances. We're on our way. And the Lord began to talk to me about a worldwide ministry and everything. I was like, okay, this is awesome. So what do I do? And the Lord directed me, says, I want you to go to your dad. Humble yourself. Go clean the toilets. Move chairs around and do whatever your father tells you to do. I said, but Lord, you just told me you, you were going to do this, this, and this in worldwide ministry. That's what I want you to do. So that's what I did. Went to my dad. You know, got on my knees, said, Pop, forgive me. I'm here. Just so happened that my dad, my mom had gotten sick. And my dad says, well, I need your help. I need your help with this church. And it's a small church. And, and one thing led to another. And, and I was fighting it all the way. You know, I had many people tell me, well, you're called to be a pastor. You're going to be the successor of his ministry. I said, no, no, no. I'm a media minister. No, you don't understand. I'm only here temporarily because I've got all these. God's going to do all these great things. Well, you know what? Little did I know that, it, you know, it was going to, I got the bug, I said. You know, it bit me. Mm -hmm. The Lord touched my heart. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I feeling this way for these people? And I became pastor of this church. And, uh, and from there, one thing led to another. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 I, I can't say that it's been easy. Um, nothing in life is, to be honest with you. But you can make it. Jesus said it himself, you know, I have, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You know, you're going to have afflictions. You're going to have troubles. But don't worry. I've got it. And if I did it, you can do it. So I just kept getting into the word, getting into the word, praying, seeking after God's will, keep doing. And, and the Lord has opened my mind. Uh, even though I've studied the word for so many years, God has revealed it to me and made it life to me more now than ever. And, um, and we've had some amazing success. We've been through some trying times and we're building a ministry and God has opened some great doors and what seemed to be tragedy, what seemed to be going on a road to nothing at the latter years of my life, I'm just starting my life all over again. Mm -hmm. I feel young. I'm 52 years old. Sometimes I feel like I'm 22. I tend to dress like I am too. But, uh, you know, I, I love it. I've, I've, been, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with a great family, some incredible men of God in my life. Uh, my brother, Pastor Vic, is a mentor and, and helper and, and counselor and interpreter of my dreams and visions. My father, who's a great uh, man of God, incredible uh, wisdom, so, you know, a lot of help there. Uh, Doc Scott, Dr. Scott Bush, Ph.D., just an incredible man of God. I, I can't help but every time I mention his name, I tear up because he's, uh, he's been there for me in my ups and downs, you know, in the last four years. 
and I'm just so thankful for him and and Pastor Carl Stevens and just a lot of great people that I that the Lord has brought into my life to make this job easier for me. You know, producer Jim Turner, great man of God also, learned a lot from him. I'm learning to be a radio guy from him. You know, uh, he's such a blessing. So uh, John Stalls and all, Pete Paquette and all the great people at WTLN. Uh, you know, it, what can I say? It's it's a blessing. And there's other people. There's so many, you know, family members. I, I could be here forever. But, uh, you know, I, I do want to say this. Hang in there, folks. You know, because even when we go through a trying time, even though we go through something that may look like death, like mm-hmm. it's over, mm-hmm. you know what? Jesus is in the boat. Amen. He's there with us. He is, He said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. Amen. He could, said. Could I he, make a powerful um, Please. Just an observation. Um, and I know that you you talk for a living and that you're a pastor. And you can pretty much give your testimony on the fly. I see you don't even have any notes. You know, it's just natural. But one thing I did notice is that when, it, when you go back to that spot, you weep. And I think that's where the power is. And in the Greek, testimony means to, to do again. To relive, mm-hmm. and that's why the testimony is so powerful. Amen. And he just proved it. You know, as 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 affluent as you are as a pastor, as a speaker, as a radio host, Thank you. you relive that moment. And, and, and it, how many of our it, guests that come in and they say yes? Oh yeah, I'll give you my affa- testimony. It affected and we, me. We have tissue sitting on our on a, in the studio. We have <laughs> tissue sitting there, and people say, and I'll say, we have tissue here, and they're like. I don't need any tissue. And yes, they do. Every single <laughs> that affected me. One. That was that was a pretty powerful moment right there. So, amen. Praise you God. Think Pastor Vic will come on the show and I, Doc? I believe he will. Yes. All right, I believe he will. And I maybe I, you know some folks. You can get in touch with their people and yes, get in yeah. touch with our people. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you have people. We have, you have people. How do they get in touch with them? <laughs> My people, I guess. <laughs> Oh yeah, we we've got some great people around us, and 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 probably Doc Scott also, even producer Jim, uh, my dad. You know, we, we there's some great testimony. I'm, I'm I'm surrounded by some great men of God and women of God also. Blessings to them all. Wow. And they make my job easy. And uh, I mean, like anything, you know, this is uh, you just got to keep pushing forward. Keep don't give up. And believe me, I was at the brink of giving up. I I shared that with Mike. I, I, I felt the same feelings, you know. I, I, I was like, do I even want to live anymore? My, my whole life has been destroyed. But, you know, God has a way. As long as we keep pushing forward. And you know what the cool thing is? Is even when we don't have the strength, He has the strength. Even when we don't have the faith, He has the faith for us. He'll keep us going forward. And as long as we keep going forward, we wipe the tears, we wash our face, and we get up every morning. And, and, and even when you're depressed and you're down, and just get up and keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't try to end your life. Don't think there's a, let me tell you, you're going to turn that corner and you're going to see there is a door that's going to open for you. And you walk right through and it's like, if I only would have known this six months ago, three months ago, two weeks ago, if I only would have known I was that close to the miracle. Don't give up, people. Please don't give up. God is good. If he's been good to me, he'll be good to you. I'm telling you, and these great people that are here too, because you all have incredible testimonies. I know I've 
I've gotten a chance to meet you. I feel your anointing. This is an anointed program. Support this ministry, please. I believe somebody mentioned about a donate button on your website, please. I'm not we trying do. to, you know, listen, support this ministry because the testimony is so important. We supported ourselves out of our own pocket because wow. it's something that we just believe in ourselves. Praise God. And but we do have a donate button on the front page. Just got it not long ago. Not long ago because Fritz and I were totally against it because we just wanted to serve God and do what he wanted to do and and then his brother brother-in-law happened to walk in the studio one night our studio the kitchen yeah. praise god <laughs> and uh and fritz you can take it from there you tell it better well my brother-in-law is a great man of god and he doesn't mince words mm-hmm. um so he just comes in and on the drive over to drop off my mail which he usually does on thursdays and he said god just told me you should probably put a donate button on the page so we did Praise God. Yeah, and we've had several people push it, but Amen. Is is as good as uh you know, the intentions are to support yourself, you can't you can't grow. It's hard. It I is. understand that. Yeah. And but you know you what would know of all people. Of course. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, you did the right thing because you know what? You are you have released by faith the opportunity for your listeners to get blessed. Amen. And I and folks, you know what? Uh, nobody is paying me to say this, but I will say this: it doesn't matter if it's a dollar. Please support this ministry because this ministry is going somewhere worldwide. Support this ministry, even if it's a dollar. Send in the donations. Hit that donate button. You're going to receive a blessing. This is good ground to sow your seed into. I know. I feel it. I sense it. And I'm going to support your ministry also. This is good ground, and if, you, if you're looking for a blessing, you know, it's there. Do it. You know, I love the testimony. I really do. I, I, I got Amen. saved because of testimony. Great Amen. testimony. So, Thank wow. you, Johnny. Praise God. Man, Thank Johnny, you for having thanks me. Thanks for being on the program, sure man. Thing. You're such a blessing. Blessing to you guys. And I pray that God is going to do some great things. There's a marriage here. I God know there is. doing a big thing. I know it's going to happen and, uh, as we speak the faith and the truth and the hope. Amen. And hear it as you say it. Praise the Lord. Thank you for having me on. Amen. God bless. I was nine years old when daddy first touched me At 15 I ran away and never stopped running I met a man who took me in cause I was pretty though It said that you can make some money in my video I get high and drunk just to make it through a show And act like I'm enjoying it but really this is all a show I feel degraded, purity obliterated This is all I know, I really hate it Mr. Minor, are you listening? I know that you're a Christian And got computer programs to block me from your Vision. And every time you watch me, you say that I'm the issue You pass the preacher by how not to let me catch you slipping But maybe I'm a victim, maybe I'm just trapped in the system And next time you pray, maybe I might get a mention Before you talk about me, remember that I'm lost And your secret pleasure coming at a cost Dear Mr. Christian, I know you're on a mission I know you say the answer to my problem is religion I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning But I don't Appreciate it if you take some time to listen Dear Mr. Christian, I know you're on a mission I know you say the answer to my problem is religion I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning But I'd appreciate it if you take some time to listen Dear Mr. Christian Oh no Man, I'm on that chronic Higher than a comet Sipping gin and tonic Drinking till I vomit Tatted on my arms like Tatted on my face yeah. Pants hanging low uh, Nina on my waist I be slinging
this the D1 I grew up from it So my pops get killed in front me So my mama do dope in front me Felt like ain't nobody love me Uniform dirty, dressing bum me Went to school, they called me ugly Called the bus, they used to jump me God, I just pray to you Sunday Now it's Monday, I'm starving Sip sour milk out the carton Talk to myself while I'm walking Should I put myself in the coffin? I don't know All I grew up with is trouble Ain't no no role models I knew the struggle Yeah, Mr. Christian I know you're on a mission I know you say the answer to my problem is religion I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning But I'd appreciate it if you take some time to listen Dear Mr. Christian, I know you're on a mission I know you say the answer to my problem is religion I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning But I'd appreciate it if you take some time to listen Dear Mr. Christian <clears throat> Excuse me I don't quite understand ya. Propaganda and banter and all of this empty chatter. And amidst these amens, hallelujahs, and shucking jiving, I see a lot of hypocrites and hypercriticizing. Mr. Lecrae, my mama sold me up the river for some rocks, and daddy told me I was nothing but a problem. Now here you come telling me I'm a low down, dirty sinner. And you got the nerve to wonder why I'm in these streets robbing? Well, gon' get back, man. And gon' get back, man. I don't need to be judged by you and all of your whack friends. Ain't glad Need a sin? Why you staring at my gin? Where I'm from, we don't pretend. We know we ain't getting in. Now the world don't trust me, and these streets done crush me. Thought you were known for love, but you just love the judgment. Truth is, ironically, you need me around though, 'cause otherwise you got nobody else to look down on. Dear Mr. Christian, I know you're on a mission. I know you say the answer to my problem is religion. I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning, but I'd appreciate it if you take some time to listen. Dear Mr. Christian, I know you're on a mission. I know you say the answer to my problem is religion. I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning, but I'd appreciate it if you take some time to listen. Dear Mr. Christian.